So let me try to uh, communicate what God's put in my heart this morning. Uh, and it just is uh, a crazy day that we live in. Uh, and if you're not careful, you, you can get be caught up in the turmoil of the day. And, and I'm going to say it again, we are not uh, 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 created to bear the uh, trial and the turmoil of all this world. We're not. And, and if you constantly feel like you need to be plugged in and, and get minute by minute uh, uh, information about how horrible everything is, you're, you are not going to be fit uh, uh, to do what God's called you to do, okay? Uh, you that are uh, uh, married, you, you know, our calling is to our family, right? It's ridiculous when you're worried about everybody else's turmoil, uh, and, and because of that, you bring turmoil into your own home. You can't do anything. About that stuff. And don't use that as an excuse to live in turmoil so that your home is not peace. Right? I realize grieve a little bit and I can feel bad, but there's a time you gotta shut that off. And, and, it, and because if you're not careful, I am convinced that God has given us a mission that He's, He intends for us to accomplish. And, and, uh, you've got to be able to, you gotta be able to focus on the mission. I like having, uh, a, a, a clear and a well-defined plan or, or, you know, that God, this is what you want for my life. And really it is simple. But when you get distracted by all that goes on around us, it, it, it just, I mean, come on. Are there distractions out there? And, uh, you, and if you were, if you're saying to yourself, God, I want your direction. How many want God's direction in your life? How many want God's, if God has a mission for you, how many want to be a part of the mission? That, that really is, is at the end of the day, you know, back years, a few years ago, and I, again, I don't know how many years ago, the years go by so fast. I, I, um, when we were in Gloversville, uh, there was a little little girl there that, uh, you know, I got to know. And uh, I see her at Oasis, and she said, I, I'm getting married. I'm like, you're what? Are, are you 12? Well, no, no. I'm, you know, and, and here's my here's my husband to me. And I, I, I got to tell you what, in all that we do, uh, sometimes you wonder if what you're doing matters. Do you, you ever wonder if what you're doing matters? But every once in a while, you get that. Uh, when when I saw her, and it was like, hey, no, no, I wasn't like day to day, but I had a part in, I had a little part in her life. There was a time when our 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 paths crossed, and at that time, I did the I did the right thing. And uh, so anyway, it just was exciting. But what what I was talking about is how fast time goes. And, uh, uh, in the, in, in the midst of it all, I, what I'm convinced, regardless how fast it goes in life or where you are in the season of your life, you can be a part of God's mission. So let me, um, 
Let me try to communicate uh, this. And I'm going to be reading from Luke 24. Did you, did you find my yellow sticky note? You did find it. Okay, so it's back there. So, say it again. Different seasons of our life, but the ultimate mission of our life is the same. There are different seasons. Let me, let me say it this way. It, you know, um, uh, well, let me read it. Then I'll, then I'll, then I'll say it. Luke chapter 24, verse 44 says, Then he said to them, this is after the death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus shows up, right? They were a mess. The, the, they were absolutely a mess. They, they didn't know what end was up. You ever get to that place where you don't know which way is what? You know, don't, don't, think that God doesn't know or that he doesn't care. Just hang on. He will always, and I'm going to tell you this, he will always show up. How many have experienced that? You know, and, and so if you're in a, if you're in a condition or a place in your life where you don't know what ends up, just hold on. That's the reason we gather together. That's the reason we have fellowship and prayer. And it's and, and I got to tell you, there's times and seasons of my life I'm like, whoa! And then he shows up, and those are really cool times. Well, he shows up, and uh, they're literally just freaked out by this because they watched him die. You know, they heard something. You know, the resurrection. But they're just told who, who comes back from the dead, and uh, he says to them. He said, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, uh, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding. God, open our understanding. That is honestly in the day that we live, that is our only hope, is that he opens our understanding. He opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And get this. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to everybody. Say all. All nations beginning where? Okay. He said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name, uh, uh, beginning at uh, uh, Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I said the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. I'm going to tell you the overarching, the uh, overreaching, the, the, the mission for us as the church of the living God is to preach repentance and remission of sins. That's what we're here to do. We have different seasons, and, and uh, try to knit this together. There's different seasons in our lives that that things uh, uh, can become our priority. But I I, I got to tell you, if you're going to connect with what God's purpose in your life, you got to realize the absolute essential uh, 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 call for each of us. The, the, the important thing when it's all said and done is whether those around us, I don't know whether everybody around us is going to experience the new birth, but through 
our testimony and through the life that we live, that repentance and remission of sin is preached. Uh, the cross, the work of the cross, absolutely incredible. The power of the cross, the preaching of the cross. But I, I'm here to tell you, the cross without repentance and remission of sins is an event. Follow me. Listen to me. The, 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 the event of the cross, yeah, that was God did a great thing. But unless that is applied to people's lives, what is it? And unless they understand, you know, well, you got to believe that Jesus died for you. Okay, you do need to do that. Then you need to be obedient to the gospel and, and apply that, the power of the cross. How is the power of the cross applied to our lives? Well, just believe in that. No, because you can believe and not repent. And you can believe and not have remission of sins. Jesus, when when he's telling his disciples and he's opening the under, their understanding, he said, look, it, it was necessary for me to die and to raise again. Just like the scripture said, he said, but all of this was about that repentance and remission of sin should be preached. Beginning at Jerusalem. And he, uh, so my, my point is here, listen, in our season, get, and I'm going to be very specific about who we are. You know, there's a lot of great things that we have going on. Everything from our men's groups to to the open door. I I, I love what's going going on there. I love those that serve there in uh, in in the lives that are being affected. The big fellow back here, what's his name? Omar. Omar, if you're watching, I love you, bud. Man, I'm telling you something. He just, you know. God's got his hand on Omar's life, and he's using us. He's using us. And, and, and the ultimate goal of us being involved in the open door is not to feed people and to make sure they got a warm place to sleep. That is not the ultimate goal. I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. The ultimate goal is that we could preach repentance and remission of sins. That the ultimate goal, because man, you they can be warm and all of all of that, but if they are don't experience the power of the cross in their own personal life, what value is that? I mean, of course, we're still going to be a part of that and feed and, and what, but we're searching for that one or two, or ten, or whatever God gives us, that the message of the cross can be delivered. And again, I, hang on, I'm going to get to the end of this, because I've hammered people with the cross. I have absolutely bloodied people with the truth. Doesn't work. Alright? The mission is to preach the gospel. The method is what I want to talk about, the wisdom of God. So so the idea of, of the open door, it's not just about feeding people. It's, it's, it's getting them in a place where, you know, if we're going to say God's for you, that means we're for you. 
and you take care of those needs. But the ultimate mission is that repentance and remission of sin would be preached in his name. We, you know, we, you got, I'm looking out over the crowd here and there's, you know, business owners and, and, uh, uh, trying to start something and, uh, or, or, or keep it going. There's, there's young mothers and, uh, and fathers here that are in the throes of trying to raise a family and, and all, all of these different seasons of our life. But I, I'll tell you something. Your season is about to change. Well, I mean, I got years. Let me tell you what, those years go by like that. And all of a sudden you're left with, whoa, what was that about? I, I thought that was my life's mission. No, God's got a life mission for you. And, and you gotta work that into every season of your life. Yes, there are times that you gotta focus on uh, uh, those very uh, uh, necessary things in the moments of your life, but don't ever lose for a moment, gateway, don't ever lose the reality of the mission that God has for us. It's about repentance and remission of sin. It's about reaching others with a message that will literally transform their lives. And so whether you're you know, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, Forge, uh, 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 youth, all of these things. What's well, about our kids? It's about our kids. Yeah, it's about them hearing the gospel and receiving it. But it's about us having an influence around us so that if, if by any means God's called somebody and, and they and cause our path to intersect, that I am there. Ready to fulfill the mission that God's purpose for my life. Well, you're the preacher. That's what you're. No, 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 no. It's, it, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. I'm telling you, and this is the wisdom we need. It doesn't happen in the 21st century. It's not going to happen from behind a pulpit like it used to. It's going to start. Wherever you're at, wherever you have influence, it's wherever who is focused on what God's intent. We need to be mindful. That means our thoughts are full of, man, if I have an opportunity. I love it when those opportunities present themselves. Absolutely love it. And, and what, I, what I pray is that God gives you wisdom in that moment. And that's really what I am going to try to communicate. But let me let me try to expand on this uh, uh, just a little bit. That he said that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in His name uh, to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You say, well, what what is that? If you read this, if you read, all right, you will find that event take place. Okay, he's telling about something that's going to happen. So he tells his disciples, he said, go to Jerusalem, wait. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost falls. 120 people bust out of a room, speaking in other tongues. They, they create havoc on the street. They, they're accusing them of being drunk, all of these things. And Peter stands up in Acts chapter 2 and preaches the very first message in the New Testament church. And in fact, it was the 
It was uh, in Acts chapter 11 when they're given an account. Peter said he calls that day the beginning. You've heard me preach that before. That was the beginning. And so Peter gets up in front of the crowd in the beginning of the church. Jesus never preached in the church. It was all before. The, it, the church never was birthed until the day of Pentecost. So Peter gets up. He's preaching on the day of Pentecost. And he's looking at the people that had just uh, uh, 40 days before crucified the Messiah. And he, and he points at him in Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. He said, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were caught to their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? They were, they were convicted. And, and I'm telling you, this is the mission. Just, just if you remember what I said, where Jesus said that repentance and remission of sin should be preached uh, to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. So this is where it starts. And so they're pricked in their heart. Uh, they're cut to their heart. And they said, what do we do? And Peter says to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of sins. That repentance and remission of sins. This is how the cross becomes effective in, in our lives. And, you know, I, I do not. If, if you're in a condition, in a position uh, where um, you've got to be right. Okay, that, you know, there was a time when I preached this out of, because I want to prove everybody else wrong. What spirit is that? I don't care if you speak in tongues or not. It just, it's wrong. You know, we celebrated uh, the life of Billy Graham this week. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I I, I, you know, he preached, he preached Jesus. There's no doubt about that. Did he preach, you know, that you need to be baptized for the remission of sins? I don't know. I don't think he did. Does that mean I hope that everybody that ever believed, you know, is, is, is lost? No. All I know, I think he was a great guy. I think he did more for Christianity than than probably anybody in the 20th century. And you honor him for that. And I hope everybody I hope everybody that ever bows their knee, I hope that they're there. But I'm going to tell you what, as long as I have breath, the mission I have is to preach repentance and remission of sins. And and to do that, I don't have to. I don't have to elevate. I, I'm going to do this better than somebody else. No, I just have to do what I'm called to do. It's, it's an entirely different mindset, folks. So so in in your trying to fit all then, man, honor honor somebody's work. What a great guy he was. Uh, to have lived a life without scandal. That's amazing. I'm just hoping the same for some of you. 
I'm really praying that for me. <laughs> but, but think about it. Just nobody had a bad word to say about him. Just, and and just, I am uh, again. I I've, I've listened to him and man felt the presence of God. So there's no doubt. So but but it doesn't change for me. You know, I am not going to compromise what I believe or or what I know my mission is, what I believe the Scripture says. I'm not going to compromise that one bit and say, well, you know, it really doesn't matter how you present it. I, I, listen, Jesus said that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. I want to be a part of that mission. That that's what I want to be a part of, and let God sort out the rest. The great thing about this is I don't have to I don't have to worry about it. I have to worry about me doing what I'm doing, and I and and, and I'm and I just continually honor and be uh, uh, be wise. So here's here's the rub, and uh, I'm going to read from James chapter three. Because I think and I believe this is the difference. This makes the difference. James chapter 3, verse number 13. I'm reading from uh, the Homeless Christian Center. It says, who is wise and has understanding among you? Uh, wisdom is, is something to be sought after. And um, oftentimes in our lives, in the lives of our family, sometimes... Um, uh, it's not modeled, okay? And, and so the wisdom that, that we need comes from God, right? There's wisdom of this world. There's people here that can tell you how to make money, uh, you know, how to build things, how to, how to sell things, how to do all, you know, different things. But there's a wisdom that comes from God that if we're going to accomplish his mission, we, we, we've got to, that's got to come to us. And, uh, you know, we've gone through the, the, uh, so many different leadership things. You know, and some of them all, there's some good in all of them, whatever, but, but what happens is when you try, uh, the wisdom of God, uh, it, you know, there's this, uh, corporate, you know, idea of leadership, and then we try to apply that to the church. Well, that's great if that corporate corporation is is uh, being led by the Spirit, and and their principles are God's principles. But I'm not all of those. Usually, corporations are about one thing at the end. What's that? Ah, follow the money. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of our motive, right? But that's not God's purpose. That's not, you, you see, uh, even, you know, and, and I'm not sent, talking against anybody that applies. You know, who's the financial guru? D Dave, what? Ramsey. I follow him faithfully. No, I don't. Uh, I, and and I, I wish I had done better, honestly, as a younger man. So, so. Get wisdom there, 
All right. And, and, and understand, but I'm going to tell you something for some of you that think financial security is the end all do all. Be careful. Be, be careful because, you know, and, and believe me, there's enough biblical evidence of, of being a good steward and, and leaving something for your children. All of those things that you need to be doing and, and you can find evidence of that. But, but the mission of the church, or the mission of my life is not to be necessarily, um, wealthy when I die. Okay. And, and I, and I understand financial security or stability ought to be something that ought to be in all our lives. But there's a time, uh, uh, when the church, they all got together and gave everything. I don't know where that fits in, you know, in, in our day, in our, our, our culture. But they were so uh, taken with the mission. It was like, man, that, the mission is the priority. And, and God used that in the early church to start, you know, to get things going. But, so my point of the, all of this, listen to me, is that there has to be who is wise among you, who has understanding. He should show this. By uh, his works, or he should show his works by good conduct with wisdom's what? What's it say? Gentleness. I'm going to tell you, if there's one thing that made Billy Graham great, um, there was such a gentleness about him. You know, and and I always get asked by my sinner friends, uh, did you preach hellfire brimstone this morning? How was service? Yeah. You know, and there's a time. I guarantee you there's a time Jesus, the idea that uh, when Jesus comes into to the temple and they're, they, it's all messed up, he got a little torqued, did he not? He turned the tables over, drove them out. He, he started, God, I'm telling you what, when Jesus has a whip, I'm getting out of the way. But, but you know, to live, that's not where he lived continually. Right? There, there is a time for uh, a message of reproof and rebuke. But if that's where you live continually, if that's the way you parent, if that's the way you do business, if every time you look at your kids is to correct them, man, I'm going to tell you, wisdom is gentle. If that's how you you deal in your business, wisdom from God, there's an attribute of his spirit that is absolute gentleness. And and I'm and I'm talking about this in in regards to the mission that God's called us to. If I'm going to preach repentance and remission of sin, then I'm going to do it with wisdom's gentleness. God forgive me. How many times I have ripped somebody's heart out with the gospel? And told them then, you know, that they're heathens. 
He said, but but here's what happens. Here's what gets us anxious and 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 stops us from accomplishing not just with the words that we say, but it's the spirit that that we uh, comes from us. I'm going to tell you, there's so much more that people uh, gain from you by what comes out, not just the words that come out of you. We, we, we're known by our spirit. Are we not? You ever feel anybody else's spirit? Well, I, I talked about one time letting our uh, spirit out and pulling it back. There's people, we need to let our spirit out with gentleness. And so, uh, it goes on to say, but if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't brag or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where envy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every kind of evil. Can you imagine? Where there is selfish ambition, Think about that for a minute. Come on, I don't like lazy people. Not looking at anybody. Yeah, I'm looking at all of you. Oh my, come on, we got, we got, you know, uh, I don't mind taking a break, but don't be lazy. Uh, it shouldn't be in the kingdom anyway, right? So there is being ambitious. Come on. Anybody say ambition is a is a good attribute, right? I mean, uh, it, it causes us to excel in so many different things. But being selfish, ambition is great. I want to I want to be amb- and I have been in my life. But uh, I want to be amb- ambitious in every season of my life, not self, 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 but others. Being ambitious for the mission that God's given us. But selfish ambition. And I'm asking God, just just for a moment, close your eyes. Father, if there's selfish ambition, just reveal that right here. In Jesus' name. It's tough. It's tough. Because we protect ourselves first. We, we take care of ourselves first, all of these things. It's in our nature to be selfish, right? But, but what we're seeing in the scripture is, is, uh, if, if there is envy and selfish, where, where that exists, where envious and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder in every kind of evil. That, that wisdom, that kind of, there is a wisdom to that. And we promote them. So let me try to finish here. It says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then what? Peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy, good fruits, without favoritism and, and hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. That is something that if... Uh, you want to get his word in your life, 
Make that a memory verse. The wisdom from above is first pure and peace-loving. You're not trying to crush anybody. You're not trying to, to outdo somebody. You're not trying to do better than, you know, the days of how many did you baptize? How many all? I mean, I want to baptize 100 when we do baptism Sunday on Palm Sunday. I want to. But if we baptize one, I'm going to be thrilled. I'm going to be just jazzed. I want to, I, I'd love to this summer baptize 1,000 in the river. But if we do, man, we can just reach somebody and, and fulfill our mission for that one. How cool is that? You know, I used to get in the preacher's meeting. How many you baptized? How many got the Holy Ghost? It was always about, you know, and, and really what it was. It wasn't about, man, thank God the kingdom's going forward. It was this idea of, I'm doing better than you are. That was just a... a Eventually, you know, and it was cool when I was doing better than they were. But, but it's just something about that's wrong. You know, it's very wrong. Because we're envy and selfish ambition. I don't care if it's in the name of Jesus. It's still wrong. See, we have a mission. We have a mission, and if we're ever going to fulfill it, it's going to be because uh, we have wisdom that comes from above. We're living in a perverted world around us. And I mean, in all kinds of ways. And even their, their answers for some of these dilemmas are still from the earth. What we need in 2018 is the wisdom of God. What we need, Gateway, is for each one of us to, to focus on the mission. God, you want my life. It's not everybody has the, like Pop says, not everybody has the gift of gab like me. But I'm going to tell you something. Your life will preach way more of a message to those around you than I'll ever be able to preach to those that you influence. And it's your gentleness and that wisdom that comes from above, and that good works based not on, I'm trying to work my way into God's favor by being good, but because of His grace in our lives, and because of His gift and goodness. If His Spirit's in me, you know what people are going to feel? His goodness. His goodness. Take His Spirit away from me. You don't get much. But I'm going to tell you something. He called me on a mission. He's called. How many of you know he's called you and given you a mission? The season that you're in right now, that is not the entirety of your mission. In it, preach the gospel to your children. Let them hear about the, the power of the cross and repentance and remission of sin. Make sure they get the message. Yes, preach to your family. But I'm going to tell you the day if you're preaching to your children, one day will be over. You still got to have a mission. And I'm here to tell you there are a multitude. Don't tell me that there's people that don't want to hear it because there's some lonely, hurting Desperate people all around us. But what they need, don't need is the harshness of, of, of somebody uh, hawking religion. What they need is the gentleness 
of spiritual wisdom that will love somebody right where they're at and then eventually bring them into a powerful, life-changing relationship with Jesus. Stand with me. I love the way this this in uh, James chapter three and verse number eighteen, maybe seventeen eighteen says, "But the wisdom that is above, from above, is first pure, then peace loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy, good fruits, without favoritism. You know, racism is an entirely carnal, man made thing." There is one race. Just, okay. So there's no favoritism without hypocrisy. And this is how it ends. It says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. And the fruit of righteousness is sown. What what are you doing? What are you doing when you're out there? Man, I I just, I want to spread, I want to sow some seed. God's goodness, God's righteousness. Well, how can you do it? It's not based on, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to, old man. If I don't do this, I've, had, I've been preached to before that if we don't reach somebody with the gospel, we're going to hell. Remember that? Oh, man. I feel at peace. <laughs> you got to hear me. Ah! I'm going to be lost if I don't reach somebody. No. Come on. Jesus, your peace upon us today. Father, the peace that passes understanding. You've already, you've gifted to us righteousness. And that fruit of righteousness in our life, we, we, can, we can sow that around because you've gifted it to us. And, and, and we do it, oh God, in the peace that you have. Let it be as the world is in turmoil around us that the light that shines through us is the peace that you give. You've declared it, God. Perfect peace if our minds are stayed on you. Let us not be distracted in the hour that we live in when evil seducers are are just multiplying around us. Seduction is all around us. Let us ever be focused on you. That your peace and your wisdom would rule our lives and that we could accomplish the one mission. The overriding mission. The desire you have for every man, woman, and child here is that God, our lives would be an example and that ultimately we could preach repentance. Father, that we could preach that you can come before uh, your presence and ask forgiveness and find somebody faithful and just to forgive us. That's true repentance. So we turn away from a life that you never intended us to live. And that the remission of sins, when your blood is applied, our past is destroyed. And we can walk in absolute freedom.
Let us be faithful to the mission in the season that we're in. God, I bless you. I love you, Lord. I love you. Come on, as we sing this song, and you want to hear his voice, how many of you have been down in this altar and God just spoke to you? Let's try it one more time. You want to hear his voice? I know he can even talk to you out there, but just we just come down here, we pray. But but if you want to connect with the mission and, and say, God, how do I how do I do it? What do I do? Let him talk to you. I'm gonna open these altars today in Jesus' name.